So today's topic, we're going to switch a bit. We're going to pivot and we're going to go to family. <laughs> now, how difficult family can be sometimes. In, in all honesty, we're going to go today to the in-law situation and how it can be difficult. Now, if you are married, then you'll know what I mean. You might have amazing in-laws, have no problem. Well, then you're going to appreciate this. And maybe you're going to take some advice here for women that do not have good situations with their in-laws. Might be a girlfriend of yours or another family member. Or maybe you are married and you don't have a good relationship with your in-laws and that's really tricky, right? And I think we know that if we don't fix that relationship, it doesn't just affect us. It affects us, our relationship with our husband, and then our kids, the whole dynamic. It just honestly can cause a lot of drama if we don't handle it by the Quran and Sunnah. And lastly, if you're unmarried and you're hearing this, this is you getting a little gift of what to do before it hits your way because you never know what type of situation you're going to be in. And navigating this is a critical skill because it means the difference between getting along with your husband and everybody in the family and honestly, like having an easy time, a peaceful relationship, a peaceful family life. So let's get on into it. Let's go into some tips on how to deal with difficult situations with in-laws. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week with podcast topics that you care about. Now, I've had this request many, many times in my Instagram, in my DMs. As I ask you guys to, I say, what else do you guys want to hear about in the podcast? Now, we've been doing a lot on love. We even did um, some podcasts on, you know, this time of year and the goals and organization. And we're going to keep actually going with those two topics. I just wanted to interject here with a little bit of something on in-laws because I had so many DMs and requests and honestly so many personal conversations with women this weekend and they were really struggling. And I think talking about this topic and putting into perspective is super important because sometimes we could feel like we're the only one experiencing this. Like, does nobody see the suffering that I'm going through? Like, why does this have to be this hard? And can it get better? I mean, is this just my life or is is this going to be any easier? Now, I want to do point out that we have women from all over the world. And here at Mindful Muslim, like you guys know, we serve about 147 countries, 1.5 million women listening to the podcast. So here's the thing. That is a lot of cultures. That is a lot of countries. Each different family has their own amazing, unique dynamic. Now, I will say after talking to women for 20 years doing this as a licensed educator, what I will say is that I do see a huge pattern in certain parts of the world with certain communities where there are in-law difficulties more than other places. I'm not saying that it's always the case, but there are definitely, there's there's some type of a trend. I'm not going to point out what those communities are because I don't think that's beneficial. But what I will say is I'm well aware of those struggles. And today, inshallah, business Island, in the podcast, we're going to go into some solutions for you. What I hope for you to walk away with the end of the, by the end of the podcast is like obviously some tips and solutions, but to know that like there is good that will come out of this and we just have to put our focus there and know how to make the right decisions at the right time and we'll go a little bit deeper we'll go a little bit more into kind of some of the pains you might be experiencing or the pains you would experience if you didn't know how to manage these things right especially for those unmarried women that want to be proactive which i love by the way right before i go in want to give a shout out today we did warm up number one 
in our five-day challenge, a lot of you guys know I wanted to get even closer to you. I didn't want to just do like, sometimes on Instagram, I'll do a five-day challenge. I'll put up a video, you guys respond. Okay. But in 2022, one of the goals I had for myself was to really get intimate with my audience, to make sure that when I talk to you guys on the podcast, I'm not just talking at you, I'm talking with you. And many of you really, really want help around finding a spouse. And that's why I made the five-day challenge. So I'm coming on live. But here's the, the cool thing. I'm not just coming on live those five days. I'm coming on live before. For the women who are like, yeah, I'm going to jump on the chance to fix myself. I'm coming on before. So we have three additional warm-ups before to help you get success with that particular topic with finding a spouse. And so today was our first warm-up. So just want to give a shout out to all the women who are in there. Thank you so much for showing up, not just to the live, but for yourself and for your commitment to yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do it the right way. I was incredibly impressed with the women and the way they supported one another. And I'm looking forward to meeting so many more of you. It is still open. If you want to get in before we close to save your seat, you can definitely get into the five-day challenge. I put the link below or you can DM me on Instagram. All right, let's go straight into this in-law information. I want to make sure you walk away with the tools you need to kind of have an easier interaction, inshallah, isn't that all right, so let's talk about in-laws. So the relationship of in-laws is nothing new. Honestly, it's probably one of the, it's old as maybe human beings themselves. At the same time, the Quran and Sunnah has defined for us these boundaries. And that's often what I, what I, when I talk to women that they struggle with, I think are the boundaries. Like how much do I have to be respectful? How much do I have to put up with this or that? And here's the thing. The relationship with in-laws is definitely, is not a one-way street. It can often feel like a one-way street, like I'm doing all the effort. But at the same time, it's not. It's something where it's meant to be a two-way street. But I know a lot of women call me up and say, hey, you know, I'm putting all this effort, but I'm getting this energy or this words or these actions for my in-laws and it's just really unfair. So they're really describing where they're having this negative experience with them where they're verbally saying things or doing things or sometimes the negative behavior is actually very passive, almost like a passive aggressive-ish where they are you know, shaming, not really saying, showing silent displeasure, like this constant making you feel like you're not enough. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever had a, a situation with in-laws where they make you feel like no matter what you do, it's not good enough. It's not going to be enough. They can't compliment you. A lot of women describe that to me. Now, in different parts of the world, it happens more than others. And so I'm not going to mention with parts of the world, I notice kind of a trend of this experience being really hard, especially if you live with your in-laws. Now, living with your in-laws versus not living with your in-laws is slightly different. You do get to have a bit of a separation and a regrouping you know, time when you're separated. But when you're in the house with them, it can be even more difficult. It doesn't mean it's impossible. But a lot of it you're going to find is going to come down for you shifting your focus and I'll talk about that at the end. How to find peace regardless. And so that is what I hope for you guys to walk away with today. Now, um, another point to note is that a lot of our customs and cultures are overtaking what Islam actually requires. So sometimes you'll go into a family and they'll make you feel like you have to do this and this and this and this. But actually Islam doesn't require you to do all that. But because the family culture is like that, or you could be married into the same culture as your husband or a different culture. Um there's almost this feeling of like, well, if you don't do this, you're just not a good daughter-in-law, right? It might not be that Allah says that. It might be like their family or cultural standard. And that's really tricky, right? So I, I just want to acknowledge that for a moment that women go through that. And, you know, even though there are negative stories, there are also some beautiful positive stories. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, I do want to mention that one of the main reasons it's really important for you as a woman to know how to be smart with your in-laws is because if you don't, it will really steal your peace. It can steal your peace if anybody, you don't know how to set boundaries and deal with a lot. It's just anybody. It's not in-laws in general, but since we're talking about in-laws, that's the first thing that's going to happen. You're going to really get your peace in your chest stolen. It's going to be this constant frustration, anxiety, and all types of things. The second, it definitely affects your marriage. I can tell you most of the times when women call me up about their in-law situation, I say, well, how is that affecting your marriage? And then they go, oh, oh yeah, my marriage. Well, that's a mess right now too. It, it usually comes hand in hand because I need you to understand that if you don't already, you, you might very well, <laughs> um, that husbands, it's their mother, right? It's a really, really tough place for guys. And then oftentimes the woman wants them to kind of like jump in and defend them, right? And he's like, hmm, upset my wife or upset my mother. Like this is a lose-lose for him, right? So to be fair to the guy, it's it's really rough. And unless he's awesome at conflict solution, which many of our men are not, like they're not trained in con. It's an actual skill set, guys, to be fair. You know, and then what happens is she doesn't see him defending her, you know, resolving it for her. So then she's like taking it very personal. Oh, he doesn't love me. Uh-oh, watch out right there, right? you know, might be speaking to you. He doesn't love me because he allows his mother to do this to me, or he allows his father or his sister. And that's a really dangerous place to be because now we're basing his love for us based on his ability to create conflict resolution in ways that he may not even have the skills to do that. So, you know, we have to be really careful. So what happens is it steals your peace Then it affects your marriage if we don't fix this. Let's talk about the stakes here. It's really, really big. And then the third one is the children, right? The children are watching the adults back and forth with these unhealthy conversations, unhealthy relationships. We say we want to be good Muslim parents, but are we modeling it in our behavior ourselves? It's really, there's a lot here. There's a lot here inside of this podcast that I want you to put a hold on. All right, let's dive into some tips here for you. But I want to remind women, I'm going to say stuff and, and some of it could be triggering because it, it happens. I just talked to a woman last weekend, 10 years. She said 10 years or maybe over a decade. I'm dealing with this person, quote unquote, right? This in-law that she's speaking of. And I just feel the frustration, the anxiety. Like I just have no happiness in my life. Like this is real, guys. And I'm not blaming in-laws here. I'm not demonizing in-laws. There are a lot of amazing in-laws. By the way, FYI, I have amazing in-laws. I'm not even going to lie right now. Amazing in-laws. Some of them. (laughs) Some of them are really difficult. So here's the thing. You can get like this mixed bag of like, hey, you know, this is great. And and by the way, I have children who are married, right? Right. And then they have in-laws. So those in-laws are technically my in-laws too. Um, And like, I can't explain. The ones that are the more religious are the best ones. They're just like, they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When there's a conflict, they go back to the Quran and Sunnah. Do you see? That's why if I could give any advice to women, it is avoiding marrying into families that are not, like that are more cultural and less privy to Islamic teaching. And, and that's the truth. Now, if you feel like you're being forced into a marriage like that, if you're not an unmarried woman right now, talk to me. You can talk to me. Um, DM me. You know, we have 15 minute free calls. If you're struggling with your in-laws, you can call me. I'm going to say stuff that might be triggering today. If I do, 
more than welcome to reach out. I have 45 minute calls if it's a bigger situation or 15. Just want to say that because I'm not going to get to cover everything and I don't want to like trigger anyone and then walk away from the podcast. That's not my intention. It's to bring up some tips to make you feel like you're not struggling with this alone. I understand you. A lot of the women on here share your experience. And by the way, like I said, that's why I I'm even doing the five-day challenge. I want women to get this information before they get into situations. And being able to spot in-laws before you get married to families and the different things about the red flags, it's really important, guys. But for those who are here, who are in this relationship now, you're already married, you're already going through it, you're not a bad person, it's just your eptila. It's your test. Let's talk about it. What can we do? So first remember that your spouse's parents have known um, each other longer, right? It, it really never, my first tip to you is never make it, it's me or them, all right? It's really not fair. And it usually tends to backfire. That is his parents. It can't be a, it's them or me thing. And I know sometimes we get to the point where we're like, look, I'm frustrated. Nobody's listening to me. I need to make it them or me. He's not taking me seriously. Um, there are other ways to go about that. I can't go into all of it now. Like I said, you can always DM me, but there's other ways to go about that. But never, it's like, it's like, the two wife thing like don't make it it's her or me like pick one or with children it's them or them it's just it's just never a positive experience and it's also not islamically appropriate right and the second one is if your mother-in-law has a problem with your husband let them deal with it try your best to not interfere i know we love to give advice as women right <laughs> If she insists on advice about your husband, just give her kind Islamic reminders of having patience, thinking well of others. In general, when other in-laws, and I've had a lot of women tell me this, that other in-laws come to their house and they're toxic, quote unquote, and they talk about other people in the family. Anytime someone comes to you, do not feed that fire and be very careful because as you think you're just nodding your head and listening to them, they go back to other family members and they're like, yep, she agrees with me. Yep. She said this. And then you're like, wait a minute. I wasn't even involved. So watch what you say because it will be used against you later on at times. And so, and it's also like Islamically going to be considered backbiting if you do that. So the, the, the response for anyone who's going to backbite about anyone else. And, and by the way, there's this fine line between backbiting and Nasiha, right? Like what I do is Nasiha. A lot of people ask me like, what do you do? I'm like, I do, um, somebody comes to me for guidance about a topic. If I can help them, I help them. And if I can't, I move them onto resources that can help them. That's, I'm kind of like this middle bridge, right? But for people who have people like, well, this sister always comes to me advice. Is she coming to you for advice? This is what advice sounds like. Hey, I want to talk to you about a matter. If you can, you're supposed to leave the person's name out of it. You're not even supposed to say their name. So let's pretend it was both of our cousin. I'm not even supposed to say it. I mean, like there's somebody in the family who like this and this is happening. Now the other person's going to be like, ooh, tell me, who is it? And you're like, look, Islamically, it's really inappropriate for me to tell you. I'm just literally looking for advice. Do you mind if I could just tell you the situation? You can give me some advice. They're like, yeah. If you can help it, don't go to another family member if it's that deep. Like, you know, just if you could leave out their name, it's better because the point is the advice. It's not the slander because you can cause a lot of problems. And this particular person that I talked to over the weekend, her whole family ended up making a huge fight between her and the other person. And they made it even worse because of the way that the information was passed back and forth. So that's really important. So don't underestimate that. Another piece of advice I want to give you is that mother-in-laws are usually skeptical about daughter-in-laws 
and father-in-laws about son-in-laws. It's totally normal. They're leaving you in the hands of their babies. And so that's totally normal. Do not take it personally. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but I do want to say that is something that typically happens. All right. Now, um, another thing I want to give you a piece of advice is do not forbid your spouse from seeing his family unless you fear for religion and safety. Like, unless like they're they're going to do some stuff that's going to make him do something haram. Then really to separate him from his family, to cut him off is not allowed. But if there are religious dangers or dangers of actual safety for yourself or your husband or your kids, then you can definitely talk to a sheikh and find out if there are certain rights for not allowing to interject with the other family. There are times like that. But let me be honest, be really careful about making those decisions on your own. A lot of times we're just like, yep, that doesn't sound good for me. Nope, not going to do that. Because cutting the ties of kinship is really not allowed. And Rasul he teaches us that we shouldn't purposely, intentionally not talk to someone for more than three days. It's not appropriate. It's just not. And so, well, you don't know what they did to me. Okay, go to a sheikh. Speak to a scholar. You can't on your own just determine that was good enough. Like, this is this is kind of like the arrogance of our days where people think they can just decide these things and they're not even scholars to do these things that are so offensive and upsetting to the prophet peace be upon him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are sins we don't want to do on accident okay and we will be held accountable for the choices we make so I'm not saying you deserve to suffer I'm just saying get some more solid advice from a scholar all right last one a piece of advice I'm going to give you before moving into the deeper stuff is um, remember that nobody can interfere or influence your marriage unless you let them. Don't allow that negative stuff to come between you and your husband. There are definitely things that are going to happen, but they're there to test you, which is what I'm going to move into now, which are tests. Your relationship with your um, in-laws is a test, okay? If it's negative, it's a test for sure. Now, here's the thing. I had this one um, psychologist come on the... uh, therapist come on the uh, podcast he was very good his name is dr raymond brock he said i asked for patience and allah gave me a line at the bank <laughs> people think they're gonna ask allah for help and allah's just gonna like drop it like a manna from the sky like oh you want patience here you go ah, like and it comes down like rain like come on guys allah is gonna give you what you want by testing you in a way that if you respond you will get exactly what you asked let me explain if I want to have great patience with my in-laws oh my gosh they're causing me so much stress let me be patient with them help me to like not be affected by them okay what he's going to do is he's going to let you have these crazy interaction with them and then he's going to say you can either react or respond I mean Allah's not talking to you but I'm just telling you you're therefore either going to knee jerk react like oh my gosh who does she think she is or you're going to respond you're going to a lot of you guys who are in our school you do our emotions um, program you know we teach women how to respond to anxiety and to um, triggers and stuff like that. It's kind of like a lot of CBT infused with Islamic um, Islamic approach. And so this harnessing of that time between when something happens and your response is probably what you're going to have to focus on. And I'm going to turn this last part of the podcast towards that. A lot of people feel like their situation with their in-laws is helpless. Especially, like I said, if they live in the house with them or something, or maybe just it's so difficult to have to deal with them when they visit or whatever. Here's my biggest piece of advice to you. You can have happiness. We just have to change our focus from them to you, from them to me. I had a very similar situation with a family member. 
And I actually tried to go to therapy with the family member and the therapist actually stopped the therapy and said, we're done. And I said, what do you, what do you mean we're done? We didn't resolve anything. And they said, um, we're done. And then on the side, I had to say like, excuse me, nothing was resolved. Do you think this will change with this person? And they literally said to me, there are two choices in this situation. Stop speaking to this person, cut them off because they're never going to change, which Islamically obviously was not a possibility, or just accept that's the way they are. And you're just going to have to deal with that. And that was really hard for me to swallow because it was a close family member and it was almost like a small death. It was almost like, okay, so then I have to change my response and my expectations. And so what I want to say to you is if you're faced with this in your life, this could just be your test. Now watch, be careful for asking for that test to leave you. When you have a test in your life, and I have a lot of tests, I just don't like go into all of them, but I have a lot of tests. And sometimes I have to remind myself to stop wishing that test would go away because I'm, you know, unconsciously, we all don't want to deal with things because maybe Allah will replace it with a test that we dislike even more. Like Allahu alim. Like for example, for mothers out there, if you're struggling with your kids and it's a stressful day, be careful. Maybe Allah, you know, instead of the test of that stress, your child could have a disease that is incurable. Or maybe your child would pass. You know, I'm not saying these things to wish on anyone. I'm just reminding us. Sometimes we feel it's hard. But if we only knew what Allah was protecting us from, that could be harder. We would wish for that test. So as you have that test with your in-laws, just remember, it's a beautiful gift. I know it doesn't feel like it. It's a beautiful gift. Allah is testing you so he can help you pass the test. And if you pass the test, you will be rewarded with not just the reward of the akhirah, but of the peace, the peace in your chest that you're looking for. But a lot of women do not know how to manage that. And that's why we teach this. You're more than welcome to reach out to me, especially, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of the stuff with um, in-laws is related to regulating our own emotions and our own reactions. And I want women to also do one thing for me. Stop waiting for the approval of your mother-in-law to feel like you are valued. You are a great woman. You do not need anyone's opinion as long as you're doing the right thing. If we are successfully doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do, then we are doing the right thing. Just because someone else doesn't recognize it doesn't mean Allah doesn't and doesn't mean we're not great by Allah's standards. So we need to change our measuring stick. That person doesn't give you the acknowledgement. That person embarrasses you. Just leave it to Allah, sisters. Leave it to Allah. You will never have peace in your chest as long as that is what you're waiting for. Let it go. And... For those of you that are feeling like, you know, I have particular issues, I'm not sure what to do. Like I said, you can always message me. And if I can't help you, I'll help you to get a scholar who will. But at the end of the day, get going on that. Take action. Don't just live like this because there's a lot of sin you're engaging in and it's possibly ruining your marriage. I'm going to bet nine out of 10 women, if they're having fights with their in-laws, they're also not in the most amazing state with their husband. Okay, they kind of go hand in hand. And that is like, who wants that now? Now I have fight with them. Now I'm fighting with my husband. It feels like life is a fight. Why am I fighting? I have this saying I used to say to my husband, I have to fight the whole world and every difficulty out there. Don't let me fight in my home. Let's resolve everything together. So we have peace of mind with each other. Like, oh my gosh, the world was so hard, but at least I came home and I could hug my husband. And my husband loves me. My husband understands me. And if you don't have that, again, these are things we teach women. Like I, I want women to know that so many solutions are at your fingertips, but most women, they don't take action.
they just passively listen. You know who the ones who are finding a better life quality are the ones who actively learn. The prophet peace be upon me teaches that to to heal ourselves, you know, we have to learn more information, learn new information. And so we have to he was constantly striving. The Sahaba, if you look at them, they're constantly learning. They're sitting at his foot. Teach me, teach me. You know? And then they're just self-assessing and applying and moving on and just growing and growing to be some of the best human beings in the world. These were not prophets, the Sahaba, right? The, the companions. These were regular people just like you and me who were chosen by Allah to go through things at a certain time. But they have to do the work the same way we do. So what are you doing, sister, to change your situation? Reach out, reach out to me, learn something, whatever it is, reach out to Allah, but do something. Don't stay like that. It's not necessary. And just remember that the person that is hurting you may not have the tools to be what you need them to be. I'm going to say that again. The person who is hurting you may not have the tools to change. They may not have the knowledge to change. They, no one has taught them possibly. Feel bad for them. Like mesquine, you know, you have to look at them as they are weak because they're without these tools and they need your mercy. You know, they're making themselves out to be powerful and, you know, but actually inside, maybe they're very, very fragile. Huh? And maybe you are very strong if you have this information. Not to abuse it and use it over them, but to be extremely empathetic and loving and to look past whatever and not let it affect you. To be strong. And that's what we want for our women. We want them to be women of impact and women who thrive. Right? But them never changing doesn't mean you can't find happiness. Their place in their heart, in their chest, in their life does not have to affect you if you don't let it. But most of us are letting it. Are you letting it? Are you letting it affect your peace? If you are, what are you going to do to stop it? All right? So my message in this podcast is in-laws can do all kinds of things, but they can't do really anything to us. If we have a strong heart and faith, we keep our boundaries, and we don't allow things to affect us. But those things take skill. Hopefully you have learned some of that in this podcast. It's kind of like a little introductory. We do a lot more of this teaching. You can always reach out to me for more information. I love you guys for the sake of a lot. You have an amazing week. It's a beautiful Monday. Shout out again to the women in the challenge. Shout out again to all the Thrive sisters who were at the meet and greet. I'm so happy I got to be with you. And I'm so happy I got to engage with all you guys. Looking so much forward to this entire year. We have a lot we're planning right now for Ramadan. So get excited for Ramadan too. And I will see you in the next podcast.